Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. It has been a uh, a day of uh, some surprises. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil popped out. Apparently we're going to have more winter for anybody that cares. Was that uh, a surprise? I mean, well, you know, there are some people that were hoping for spring, but it is uh, the big unveil. Well, that's always the case. Yeah, well, I know. What are people not hoping for spring? Well, Jones? if you're a jacket guy like I am, if you, you know, if you look good in a jacket, you maybe still you're wear hoping a jacket for... in the spring, Jonas. Yeah, but not, not, not the kind of jacket I like. You know, yeah. in, the, in the studio today, what's that? I got a little warm. I had to take my my vest off. Yeah, got hot. I'm generally cold. You know, in, in these mean streets of, of L.A. <laughs> it's real out here, man. It does get real I out here. I hear you. Um, yeah, man. And so, uh, so there's that. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about the Tom Brady retirement. Uh, that surprise was kind of ruined uh, as well, too. Uh, I want to mention this uh, quickly um, because there is also an aspect of, uh, you know, s- speaking of coaches potentially getting hired, there's another story that is out there we're going to get to here in a moment. But um, how about the uh, – the Washington Commanders. How does that land with anybody? Anybody a big fan of the Washington Commanders? Because apparently uh, the Washington Yay. football team is going to be announcing their new mascot. And um, Joe Theismann or Thiesman or whoever you yeah, want to call Thiesman, it. Yeah, the, yeah, Joe Thiesman uh, was, uh, you know, he kind of spilled the beans a little bit and then tried to walk it back. And then uh, a helicopter pilot in the <laughs> D.C. area. <laughs> this is unbelievable. LeVar, you got you to gotta, you gotta represent your former team. You got to what? Uh, LeVar, Did you hear how you didn't hear anything from me during this entire time you were talking? Said, uh, Brad Fritas is his name. He's a helicopter pilot, a uh, newscopter pilot there. Uh, he was over the team facility, and he zoomed in, and they already have commanders up around the facility uh, that they didn't realize they needed to cover up uh, in order to uh, not ruin the surprise. So apparently, whatever this announcement is today from the Washington football team, LeVar's right. Washington football team, it's going right. to be the commanders. Can we get some game show? music real quick. Right, here we I'm go. gonna ask Lavar a question. Here we oh, go. Here we go. A little game show music. Yeah. A little little WFT game show music here on a Wednesday. All right, Lavar. Yeah, this works. All yeah. Right. All right, Lavar. In the past week, which has been the worst surprise or reveal? Was it A Tom Brady's retirement or B the Washington football team announcing their new mascot, their new name, the Washington Commanders. Ooh. Well, you guys know I'm passionate about this whole Tom Brady thing, but <laughs> yes, you are. But I, weird. but I will. Say, well, he's my. That's my litter mate. But, but I will say this. Um, anything Washington uh, related to decisions being made in the front office, I'm gonna go with that. I'm going to go with that. That's a worse okay, reveal. How do, you, how do you feel about the name? It's lame. 
<laughs> it is lame. It's lame. I, they should just stay the Washington football team. If you're going to go, I think with Washington football team sounds way better than the Washington Commanders. All right. It did sound. I don't know, stoic or relic. It, uh, I don't know what right. I'm looking for. Can we get that uh, game show music again? I have a question for Brady Quinn. Since yes. we're doing game shows yes. here, Give right? me Levar, off the hot you can't seat. you can't hey, be a part of this. I will not be a part of this. Because in regards because, to what I initially botched this whole thing with no, the Washington listen, football no. team. Oh, okay. I, we, we don't like to play on our mistakes. I tried to like watch the game. I tried to watch the video during the break. I thought it was gonna be Red Wolves, and then I did finish the video where clearly they announced it was not gonna be the Red Wolves. Trust me, there's a reason why I haven't tried to say the Giants owner's name anymore. I learned my lesson. I'm not going next to that pit. Pit of vipers here on the air, not happening. Uh, but here it is, uh, Brady. This is the question, Lavar. You can't be involved in this because okay. you are you are so involved that it would feel like you we're, we're kind of ruining it, we're okay. tainting it. All right. Uh, all right. So, Brady, um, which of these do you prefer for the Washington football team name above the Commanders? A. The Washington Arringtons. Oh my God. B. It's got a ring to it. The Washington Lavars. Oh my God. Or okay. C. The Washington Sticks. Now that last Ooh, one sounds pretty that, freaking amazing. That last amazing. one hit. I love it. Hit home. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, I feel the like Washington Sticks. The Washington I mean, Sticks. But, but with two I don't X's. want them representing me. That's your team. That is not my team. Hey, if I got to wear Chuck E. Cheese the rest of my life, you got to wear Washington football team the rest of your life, pal. I mean, Lavar, yeah. I do remember you more from Washington. Do you? That's. Yeah. Yeah, well, Penn State too, but yeah, Washington. But come on, man. Yeah. WFT, people still wear your jerseys. Come on, I man. love the people. I yeah, love wait, the fans. What's, what's the stadium? <laughs> I love the fans. They yeah, they played yeah. RFK, right? No, RFK, yeah. yeah. They play <laughs> FedEx. <laughs> they don't play at RFK. I, mean, I built a restaurant right next oh, to the stadium. That I, I want to entertain people so much. You know? um, all right. So, uh, I know how that ended. <laughs> so uh, we, we move on from that over to this, uh, and we are not going to, uh, you know, Brian Flores is making the uh, the rounds uh, on television uh, explaining himself. Um, you know, it's weird how that Should works. Should I get his message out there first? Of course, you got to. You know, that's that's the move. Control um, the narrative. How about this one? So, Control uh, Twitter. There is uh, there are some rumblings that this quote unquote interview for Jim Harbaugh in Minnesota today, and and I saw I heard something earlier that there were that you could track Jim Harbaugh's flight from Ann Arbor to minute whatever that means, who knows? But um, there are some the uh, tail number, Jonas. Look, Just track the tail number. Yeah, it's it's like a Santa tracker. Like where's Jim Harbaugh? Oh, there's there's the guy eating steak with milk. It's weird, but uh, he does it. So um, which I wouldn't recommend for you right now, Brady. But here's the uh, thing. <laughs> So according to the Wolverine, so the Wolverine.com, a senior editor, Chris Ballas, uh, and some others, that this is basically a formality, that Jim Harbaugh plans to sign a contract with the Minnesota Vikings to become their head coach later today. There have been recruits, at least a couple of recruits, who have said that Harbaugh's been pretty honest about it and said if there was an opportunity that he would really consider uh, taking the opportunity in the NFL. Now, with it being national signing day today, I, I mean, you would know better than us what the implications are of that and what it means moving forward, but it does feel like all the momentum is building for Jim Harbaugh to become the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings as early as today, because this seems like it's a little bit of a formality at this point. So there's yeah, that. Uh, look, there, there's a there's a history too um, with, with uh, is it Quisia Dofo Mensa? Yeah. I believe is the yeah. how you pronounce the general manager's name. Just got hired. They actually worked together back with the San Francisco 49ers. So there there is some familiarity. I think if if Jim Harbaugh was looking at the landscape, what's out there. He might be looking at this situation with the Dolphins going, I don't want any part of that. And pr- maybe I don't want to work for Steven Ross. But 
given how you know, and, and give, I should really say, given how everything you know transpired with Bulky and San Fran, he probably doesn't want to go with Greer, who kneecapped Flores with the Miami Dolphins, and say, I don't want to you know get myself in that situation. So I want to go somewhere where I can work with someone that I know. He probably knows and trusts uh, Kwesi. And then you've got a roster with Dalvin Cook, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Cousins, who's been as productive as anyone. Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in the NFL. And, and, uh, and a whole list of things. You know, the defense is talented as well. I, I just – I think he's looking at it thinking it's a good football team. That football team can win. And especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, it is wide open for the taking. So th- the timing could be right. I don't know that he could leave Michigan – at a better time in regards to what he was able to accomplish this past year, beating Ohio State, winning a Big Ten championship, going to the playoff. Um, but signing day doesn't have the luster it once did. This used to be a huge day. You know, for, for LeVar and I, at least I, I assume this LeVar, you know, you were signing somewhere, there's a crowd there, people there, your family, all that. You know, it's not like that anymore. Most of the top recruits have already committed and signed in the early signing period. Some have already enrolled. Already there. Yeah. And so really the – you know, that th- this this day in particular, it kind of comes to the finality of this class, but the transfer portal and the way teams recruit that with, with transfers and really the graduate transfers and then the early signing period have literally tanked this day. It has no impact whatsoever uh, for most teams, and in particular Michigan in this case. Hmm. I do remember my signing day, and there were TV cameras there. There were a lot of people, school officials couple family members signing day was really important because just like when if you're able to make it to to the league it's it it's a crowning moment it's like all that hard work from when you were in in the the youth league if you play youth all the hard work in in high school you go through a lot you go through a lot and and a lot of times it doesn't really necessarily work out the way that you would hope for it to work out everybody wants to go play college football a lot of people want to go play major college football. How many people went D1 from your, your team, Brady? We actually had just in my class alone four guys in football, but we had another like three that went for lacrosse, uh, one that went for soccer. I mean, we, we had a, a deep Which class. is a high, that's high. Yeah, Think about that. Me, that's we, high. How, many people were on, how many people were on your team? It's the Shamrocks, dude. Oh, think about I mean, this, though. Think about, about this. D1 in Ohio, we probably had, what, 90 guys? So four guys out of 90 went D1. Well, that class. Okay, I mean, we how many guys. were in that class? How many were in that class? Uh, my graduating class was like 600. No, I'm saying how many D1 guys were on your team? That four, in that, my those class, four, we had four in football. And but how many went, like all sports? But how many were in your senior class on the football team is what I'm saying. Was it, That's what I'm was saying. It 20, we had, was we had, it 20? We had, four, we had four D1 guys. Two right. to Notre Dame, one to Pitt, one to – excuse me, five. Two to Notre Dame. One to Pitt, one to Northwestern. Out of how Eastern many Michigan. seniors? What? Out of how many seniors? Um, gosh, we probably had maybe, like twenty, twenty, maybe 25? probably less, but yes. Yeah, okay, nineteen. Yeah, but what is that? that? So, that's a good so and that's probably well, that's a high percentage. Yeah. Right. Think about it, and that's four. That's four. So it's not. It's not or five yeah. or five. So it's not. It's not very many people that get that opportunity to do that. So it's a big deal. I was I was one of one, two. Two of us went D1. One went to, to an Ivy League school. Two of us went D1. So it's it's like, and we had a team of 70, right? Our graduating class, I think we were above 20. So you had two 
out of 20. So the point is, is that it's it's almost just like when you go to college and you see guys that end up making it onto a football team in the National Football League or get drafted. Now you're talking about classes that are over 30 or 40 guys, you know, thir- at least 30, right? So it's a big deal if you are good enough to sign to go somewhere. It's also a big deal if you're good enough and you can choose a school and you choose a school and that coach leaves. That's a major deal. Major. One of the biggest things that you look at when, at least for me and and my family, one of the biggest things we looked at was stability. There was not one team. When I looked at Pitt and I went on my, uh, I went and visited Pitt. It wasn't an unofficial. It wasn't an official. We just went as a family and walked the campus. When I felt as though the way Johnny Majors handled the situation, it made me feel like he didn't care. Like he was at at the point in his career where he didn't want to do it anymore. That's the feeling I got. And then I ended up being right. Walt Harris ended up taking over for him. I did not want to go to a school where I felt that way about a coach. I did not want to go to a school where I felt as though this is a place where there's a lot of turnover and change in your coaching staff. I had never dealt with it. I had always had coaches that were tenured uh, where I played, and that was what I was looking for. So if I'm a player and I'm in a situation like this, not only is signing day a big day for me, but knowing what I'm walking into, so to speak, with the person who recruited me and wanted me to come here or the coach that I believe the most in or want to play for, I want to know that they're going to be there. At least Tarbaugh's being honest. I mean, we've heard yeah, stories well. about guys, you know, all of a sudden bailing. Uh, and But the reports are that he's told at least a couple of recruits that, no, I mean, it, like, I am interested in NFL jobs and there's a possibility I could take one. So at least, uh, at least there's that. Well, there um, you go. Two pros and a cup of joe. Quickly, uh, though, I did want to ask this uh, before we get to break. Uh, if you had not gone to Penn State, it would have been who? Florida State. Uh, Brady, no, not Notre Dame, who would have been? Uh, probably Michigan. Wow, yeah. look at that. Wow. Look at that. Florida State and Michigan, potentially. Yeah. Bobby Bowden. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to play for I wanted to play for Bobby Bowden more than I wanted to play for anybody else. See, I, I love Ty Willingham. Uh, that's who I went to play for Notre Dame. He was the type of man that just – I think mo- most people, especially our class, we had a great freshman class there. But I, I love Ty. Still um, do, obviously. It's uh, LeVar You want to know what my Brady? second was? What's that? Grambling State. Eddie Robinson? How about you? Play. I wanted to go to Grambling State. By the way, I still got to know, who, st- who stole the uh, green, uh, the G logo? Was it Grambling State had it first? Or was it Or was it Georgia or, or, Georgia. or Green Bay? I so I, We need to get to the bottom I wanted of the marching band. It's important stuff. I wanted to hear the marching band. Yeah, it's hot. They do a good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, the great Petros Papadakis is going to stop by. Uh, this is always a wild ride on a Wednesday with the old P. Uh, we have no clue where the hell this conversation is going to go, but it's yours right here on FSR. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code 2PROS. That's 2PROS, the number 2PROS, to get 
get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's code 2PROS, the number 2PROS at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void or prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to catch up with uh, the great Petros Papadakis here coming up just a couple of moments from now. And before we turn it over to Eddie Garcia here for the latest in sports. Uh, well, first, I mean, congratulations are in order. LeVar Arrington, it is official. The Washington Commanders. Yeah. Uh, they have made official, the announcement. Huh? Right. Uh, hashtag take command. The Washington Commanders, uh, the uh, the worst kept secret in all of NFL name changes. It is all official, right. so congratulations. Hope it works out. Little Commanders with an Arrington on the back. Little sticks, five six with sticks on the back. You know, I have a, I have an Arrington in the house, and I wonder how I would feel if he was in position where they wanted to draft him. Yeah, well, I probably had to pull the arch. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd probably have to pull an arch yeah, on draft like day. Uh, we'd rather play in Jacksonville. Or yeah, no, nah, we wouldn't go to Jacksonville. Okay, either. Very good. Uh, we just got to um, figure it out. Yeah. All right. So shouts uh, out to the weather channel. Uh, we are going to talk. <laughs> You're unbelievable. All right, we're going to have the uh, BQ news coming up later on in the hour, about 20 minutes from now. Uh, Right now, though, we turn it over. Uh, The great Petros Papadakis is with us here on Fox Sports Radio, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, uh, Fox College football analyst, and congratulations are also in order. His alma mater, USC, with the biggest get of the century, Caleb Williams. I mean, P, this is – you talk about a momentous occasion for USC football, right? The biggest coup ever. I think it's good. I mean, I don't know where else he was going to go. Well, <laughs> Wisconsin wasn't the natural fit there for him. Well, yeah. I mean, he's from Washington D.C. Yeah, which yeah, is so uh, Wisconsin makes sense. Yeah, we don't have a lot of guys that have played at in the on the. I mean, there's Jonathan Ogden, a Hall of Famer, just like Levar Arrington in the college and pro level. Yeah, I didn't get um, him in the pro. Not the pro one, yeah. yeah. But but still, uh, Jonathan Ogden is from uh, Bethesda, I think. And then there was a great running back in my day at USC who didn't pan out. You know, one of those guys that just – whose personal life caught up with him, I guess. But Leonard Green was one of the best running backs I ever saw. Hmm. And uh, I think he only had one 100-yard game at USC, and and he wasn't there very long. But he was from D.C., and there's a few guys here and there, but – it's it's interesting, you know, that he's all the way from D.C. Lincoln dug him out uh, to get him at Oklahoma. You just heard Eddie say uh, in the middle of a lot of lamentation about the effing commanders. Yeah. Uh, well, but, if you uh, were the USC commanders, would you like that? <laughs> well, yeah, Cobra Commander. In oh, fact, I oh. queued this up for you guys. Oh, okay. Hold on. You know, the it's USC really, Cobra you know, Commander. Family here. Okay. Here's Cobra Commander. Everything it says on YouTube. <laughs> hey, that, yeah. 
That sounds pretty right. I mean, it's like four minutes. We can just do this. And there's Destro. Is that Dan Snyder? I mean, that's a good voice. Destro, (laughs) yes. Destro had a dope voice. Cobra Commander had one of the most irritant type voices ever. It was irritating super bad. Super bad. Like, get under your skin type. type I'm I'm a big fan of Cobra Commander, so Mm. I like the name change. Now, as far as Caleb Williams. they would have showed his face. (laughs) Well, he's Cobra Command. Neither did Destro, but that's yeah. because his face was badly burned. Okay. G.I. Uh, <laughs> right. Joe, everyone, by the way. G.I. Joe. Okay. A real so American awful. hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't know about G.I. Joe, Brady. I used to play with G.I. Joe when I was little. I haven't really gotten into it since then. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they put the cartoon back out for free on YouTube during the pandemic, Let's just say that I uh, reconnected. Reconnected. <laughs> that was before. That was before school every day, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Eyes, before, right? after. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Well, Thundercats was American after. American hero fighting the Cobra foes. Thundercats was so phallic, though. You know, with the growing sword. Yeah. He was like thunder, and it got thunder. a little bigger. Thundercats. Yeah, got a little bigger. Yeah, then it was like, all right. So, yeah, so you're I'm saying. Fully so you're saying his sword kept growing, and then he called for the hose. Is what yes. that's what you're saying? Well, sorta. Okay, all right. I didn't say all that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Although I did think I saw Lionel in that video. Every other city we go, every other video. Uh, Can I throw this one out at you? So while we're on on the topic of DC and Caleb coming uh, out here, I'm gonna play some go go. Yeah, shots out to, out to the backyard yeah. band. Shots the BYB out to Rear and the Huckabucks. Yeah, all right. You know, shots out to Chuck, obviously. Chuck, Uncle yeah. Chuck, you know, the so godfather Chuck. of it. Well, Chuck. he's not here anymore, up, rest Charles? his soul. Uh, okay. Sugar Bear and all them EU. Hey, so listen, um, uh, I, it is a hotbed of talent in, in D.C. and the DMV. Yeah, but they all go to uh, Penn State or Maryland. Okay, but now you get Caleb to come to USC, do you feel as though there might be a a push to get more players <laughs> from the area? A DC uh, a, a DC uh, exodus? I mean, I won't say that large. I mean, that's going to be difficult yeah. to beat Larry Johnson at Ohio State or Frank at uh, at Penn State or even Locks at at Maryland. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's the same thing coming out to LA. And trying to get uh, a guy or a but lot you do of guys. see a lot of West Coast guys go east. You do, and but how many of them are you going to get if you concentrate on the area? Like how how you're flying all the way across the country, you're spending a bunch of time in L.A. Let's say you targeted ten guys, like a volume shooter at the club. You targeted ten girls. He only wants one, right? But if you're targeting ten recruits in an area and flying across the country constantly. You know, in, amid the other responsibilities you have, you know, because that's college football coaching, and you only get one out of ten, and the the other nine went to Lincoln Riley. Uh, maybe it's not the best ratio, but you, I mean, of course, I mean, I remember uh, different guys come from different schools that had a connection with USC back in the day, and it would be celebrated uh, in the newspaper and stuff when that kind of thing was more relevant. So it could start a D.C. exodus, and if it does, you will be the first to get credit. The one Mm. thing that interests me really about Caleb Williams, like you said, he's only played the seven games, but he's a good 
looking kid at six one two fifteen. He he's got like a running back's body in some ways. He stands tall and throws the ball beautifully. But Lincoln Riley's going to call quarterback run. You know, he does that. He just he called it when Baker Mayfield was the quarterback, and that really is an equalizer. And it's a it's a it's a confident way to call plays. Now, obviously, I think if he had a different quarterback like the kid at Los Alamitos High School that's committed to USC, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Malachi Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, he might be a little bit different. I mean, he's obviously adapts to different players, Kyler and all this. But the one thing that concerns me about USC, and I think they're going to win 10, 11 games a year uh, now that they've kind of flipped the the field on, on the West Coast, they're going to be relevant. Brady and his crew is going to do the big noon out there there's going to be a lot of celebration of the team, and they're going to win 10-11 games. Have they addressed the line of scrimmage and defense to where they need to? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I not certainly not in the media <laughs> like they have with all these skill position guys. <laughs> and uh, are they going to be able to push the Alabamas and peoples like that off the ball when they get in those games? I don't know if and when that'll happen. But this is certainly all very positive for my alma mater. Mm. I, I was going to ask you that because you get the sense that you know they're, they're get, you know getting all these recruits. They're take, bringing some guys from Oklahoma, which I, I guess it begs this question: Do you feel like there's an ethical issue with some of the players that left Oklahoma and came to USC? And I'm not saying that Southern Cal and Lincoln Riley are the only school doing this. But did, did you feel like there's like an ethical issue right now in regards uh, I, to the transfer portal and how this is all working out? In regards to the transfer portal, this is the ethical issue that bothers me. And I don't blame any kid for going anywhere at this point, at this time. If anybody's willing to pick up stakes and, you know, get out of their girlfriend's bed and go to another school, good for you. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have done it in college. Uh, I had my face right between those cheeks. You can't get lucky twice, huh? <laughs> wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 P, what did you say? You had no, your no, face where? I didn't say it. <laughs> I was up in there like my coach, John Robinson. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so, anyway. Like, like the piety contest stuff, yeah. stand by me. Yeah, it was like uh, Richard Nixon. I was <laughs> oh no! Uh, so anyway, sound like uh, that dude off of Star Wars. By the way, that's a lie. You, you left Cal. You went to Southern Cal. You, yeah, you I left, left Cal school. because she was back here. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh no! Came down that the five freeway have. with my, uh, yeah. no. That turns out no. Oh, uh, but man. anyway, the point is, uh, I don't mind the kids. Out of control, uh, man. Here's what ethically bothers me about it is. What about all these kids that we've been just hyping up for no reason at USC for the last three years? Every recruit that signs, like, oh, this guy. And these guys are getting discarded like trash. Like, you know Lincoln Riley hasn't talked to each and every one of these guys. Maybe he has. I don't know. But just that and the people just acting like the last dozen years of absolute chaos and ineptitude and the ruining of people's careers for 12 years at USC didn't happen. Mm. Like all that's erased before Lincoln Riley's team even takes the field. And I got to be honest, I'm not that willing to let it go. I think all of this stuff is great for USC football. I think it's even better 
for the West Coast and the rest of us in the Pac-12 for when Washington State plays USC, that might be a big noon game, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of attention on this team and this school again, and we need that on the West Coast. We need that for the new Pac-12 TV deal. Anybody that denied it is probably living in Eugene, and they're wrong. So that's all great stuff. But the last 12 years have almost ruined West Coast college football in the Pac-12. And certainly it's just been awful to cover and to have to sit there and talk about it. And I'm one of the only people that's actually been true to myself about it in, in a lot of ways, I think. And I'm not willing to let go of the last dozen years of people being screwed over because the transfer portal is like a slot machine right now. You know, let them take the field and win the conference, and we'll say, great, you know, look what they did. But right now, F that. Does that uh, does this make them the favorite in the pack now? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You think yeah, so? It should be. Yeah, but, okay. you know, like, it just the same thing, LeVar, like what I was saying earlier. Like, when they get in a game with, like, Cincinnati, when they got to the championship this year, and Washington when Jake Browning was the QB and they got to the championship. And just over the years, these teams that have gotten in, they get in the trenches with uh, Alabama and the Georgias of the world or Clemson, and they can't push them off the ball. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and I hate to say be so simplistic on such a complex sports show. Grady said it earlier. <laughs> but go you ahead, know, drive it home. But, you know, they just can't do it. Straight, so, uh, straight X's and O's on this show. You know, one of the only places that's been able to develop great offensive line over generations of football. Is Wisconsin. Uh, on the West Coast oh. is, US, is USC. Yeah, and the day, back in the day for certain. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, Anthony Munoz. And they were all people from California. You know, Anthony Munoz, Bruce Matthews, uh, Brad Buddy, yep. uh, Yeri, Ron Yeri. I mean, it goes on and on. And they were all developed players here. And then the Pete Carroll era, they did the same thing. The Khalil brothers, Khalil, Sam Baker, yeah. people like that. Uh, they had a great thing going. So if they can recreate that, I think they'll be in great shape. But is Lincoln Riley, the coach that he is, uh, willing to do that? I think he – I think Tyron maybe Smith. Yeah, maybe yeah. more than people – yeah, from Rev High, yeah. uh, Red Lindsay's yeah. Valley. I think maybe he's willing to do it more than people think he is, but I still think that they have to really address the line of scrimmage before, you know, before I, I hire the tuba player to come and play everywhere I walk around. <laughs> uh, get him on Twitter at the old P Petros Papadakis. Uh, you hear him on AM five seventy LA Sports. By the way, a phenomenal interview with Eric Weddle yesterday with you and uh, Matt Money Smith. That was good stuff. Um, him talking about uh, how he was, uh, you know, first game he was really, really involved in, and he was uh, pretty sore and banged up afterwards. I know that uh, he that, said uh, uh, that he didn't hey. feel okay till this morning. Yes. Or yesterday morning. <laughs> Petros, I, I want to know what's going to happen now with Rap probably coming back and, and Fuller and Nick Scott. It's like, is, I know he let him in tackles, but does he expect to start and play like, as much probably as he did last not. game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll get out there. He's, a, I mean, he's, Matt asked me why, uh, you guys got to go, don't you? No, no we got okay. a minute. No, we got a minute. Matt asked me why, uh, why I thought that, you know, he could just come off the, because f- obviously coming out of two years of retirement, and playing at that level, it, it, this it's an unbelievable story. And it's because he's one of those – there's like a handful that I've seen over the years. I played with Troy Polamalu, who was one of those guys for sure, but just an instinctual safety 
that's two steps ahead of everybody anyway, and he just he knows where to go, and they probably play him on the boundary now, and he just he's he can play. Uh, his body got a little beat up because he had a lot of tackles, but it's just because he he relies on his instincts and he knows where where everything's going anyway. Be, and there's only a few people like that. Ed Reed was that way. You know, you could be big, strong, and fast and physical and still be an absolute fart in a whirlwind back there. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's a very, very difficult position. And these guys kind of feel it like improvisational jazz guys. And they're just there when, and they, and they align up everybody else. So uh, he's an amazing once in a lifetime talent and an absolutely great, humble guy who's a local here from Alta Loma in California, Rancho Cucamonga area. Yeah. So God bless him. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, it is uh, Petros Papadakis, uh, Fox College football analyst, AM570 LA Sports, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show. Get him on Twitter at the old P. Uh, Petros, always fun, man. Let's do it again next week. Super Bowl week, baby. Yeah. It's fun. Your, hey, time look of, up, your time of year. Look up Destro's origin story and you tell said, me that they're or, not going to make a movie or, about it. Or, or what? Origin. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm story. sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Not, not, I'm sure, sure that origin Destro's story. had sex. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> uh, I like that when somebody says, like, you know, that, that girl, she has sex. It's like, well, most people do. I mean. <laughs> 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 She's an adult you woman. Like, no what do you filter. expect? Oh, Your man. filter is, is, is non-existent. All right, Pete. I love it. Uh, we will do it again next week. There a lot is. more F-bombs when I'm off the air. The, <laughs> the great Petros Papadakis. Again, get him on Twitter, at the old P. Uh, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, the BQ News is yours as we put a bow on this bad boy right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we will be back on the air, same time, same place tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast afterwards at foxsportsradio.com. But right now, it's time for something we do on the show called this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Yes. Here's Brady Quinn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Let's yeah. get things kicked off. Starting in uh, Ben Salem. Uh-oh. Uh, there in Philly. Yeah. At a Golden Corral, an absolute <laughs> brawl took place. Yeah. A, uh, a former employee says that it well, may have happened after a customer became enraged when the buffet ran out of steak. But an absolute brawl 
over a steak at the local Golden Corral. I mean, there in Philly. well, who was brawling? Was it the people that didn't get the steaks? Yeah, yeah. customers, man. Yeah. I mean, people There's are high chairs. chairs. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. Over that steak. Over steak, man. Wasn't there? I mean, okay. the, the problem with the high chair, the way that it's designed, it's really hard to get it. You know, like to really whip it around if you're going to do some damage. Uh, that's not I disagree. True. I think like, it's made for WWE. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually think the best thing to use is one of those wet floor signs because you can fold it up like a steel folding man, chair. You got to start using them butter knives, like like Chinese star throwing stars. We're not recommending this, anybody. This is all a bit. We just want to be clear about that. We're just saying, okay, uh, and, and watching the video, it does it does. <laughs> Just stars with the silverware. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get up into melee. It's like a Steven Seagal movie. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, who gets steak at a buffet? Feels uh, like I a mean, bad idea. I guess these people do. If yeah. you want to eat all you can eat steak, that'd be a great spot. I mean, to do it. I got to be honest with you. I went to Ponderosa growing up, and I enjoyed yeah. the, the steaks from Ponderosa. Very I, nice sirloins. You know, prime. I'll admit something. All right. But, one of my first times, I was all played up in sports, and so I think I was a freshman, uh, maybe sophomore. But, you know, you get around some bad influences, some of those seniors in high school. And I remember after we went on a baseball trip, we went to a Ponderosa after to eat. That's oh, right. No. And then some of the guys went out, throwing a party, and some of me have well, had a few too many drinks and yeah. uh, got sick. And all that Ponderosa came right back <laughs> up. Never wanted to eat there ever again. Oh, Learned man. many lessons that night. One was – Ponderosa. The other was that was a dumb, immature decision. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, what in particular? Was it uh, just the steak or were there like mashed oh, potatoes and balls? It, was, it, well, it seemed like, by the way, and, and the odd thing was is obviously this is occurring at a, at a, at a party. Um, you know, they were, they were like analyzing the puke. They're like, you barely Ugh. chewed up your steak. Ugh. Like those chunks of steak couldn't have Oop. been chewed up. Oop. Yeah. Like Sorry. a pit bull. Oop. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about Domino's for a second. How about this? <laughs> Domino's is going to tip carry-out customers $3. Damn yes. So they're going to start tipping you for coming to pick up your pizza. Just, it's really going to be a just credit. Just give me a discount. Right, yeah. It's well, gonna it's going to be a credit to use the next time you do it because oh, okay. there's a shortage of delivery yeah. drivers. Oh, so. wow. Oh, look, I, neat, I mean... Yeah, that, I like not, it. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm okay with it. Was it yeah. was it Domino's that did the 30 minutes or less, or you Domino's. get the, uh, pizza free? Yeah. Is well, it they they have that ones? robot thing too? That's like delivering pizzas if it's close. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If a robot shows up to my house delivering a pizza, I'll have him killed. I'll tell no, you that right now. No, yeah, I'm having the robot. robot. I'm welcoming them because there's people who don't want to take. That How do you job, kill a so. robot? You yeah. scored him with the garden hose. What do you mean? Short circuit that. his fat what ass. Send him packing. What if they're waterproof? Yeah, they'd have to be waterproof. Let me tell you, if Johnny Five shows up to my front door trying I to would, deliver me I would food, take him in. He would not I, return. I'd choke his ass I out. I would reprogram right Johnny now. Five, bro. Got an ex- I got an extension cord. Uh, this next story is great for, uh, for I think, Jonas in particular. Uh, so Florida's <laughs> listed. This is an annual thing. They've listed their rejected vanity plates. Uh, and there's some good ones. I fart is one on there. Oh, nice. Drug man is another one. Whoa. Uh, fart with just a F-A-A-A-A-R-T. <laughs> and then Jonas's personal favorite, T- <laughs> I can't say this, T. Bundy. Mm, interesting. <laughs> okay, a little, little Ted Bundy reference. Up. Which Jonas usually makes about once a week a Ted Bundy well, reference. Well, it's, it's that or Dahmer. I mean, it just depends on, uh, you know, what, what we're talking <laughs> about here. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's just weird, um, dude. It, it is weird. Uh, now, now these are. This is Florida where this is happening. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, like who? Uh, honest to God. 
who, who in the right who in their right mind thinks that you know what I want to do? I want to get a license plate that honors Ted Bundy. Uh, <laughs> if, if, they, if that is on their license plate and you see it. Go the other way. It's like uh, it let like, that car go. Like ima- imagine, like a somebody whose license plate just says Dahmer. Like you know what I mean. If you like, see that license plate, let that yeah, car and sta- go and stay away from the freezer. Yeah. Oh jeez. Just saying. Uh, oh my god. Well, I'm just uh, saying that, that's like a, a wise pharmaceutical choice. Pharmaceutical rapper, a pharmacist, <laughs> drug man's kind of giving away some info to the hey, drug that, man. That W looks like a drugstore uh, W for the commanders. <laughs> oh, for the commanders. That might be the worst W I've hey, ever man. seen in my life. Washington sticks. Jeez. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.